welcome to episode 11 of Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I'm Olivia. I'm Gabby. And I'm Chris. And today we will be discussing Tyrion chapter 1 in A Game of Thrones, so make sure you have read the chapter before listening. But first, some I'm news. so excited for this. Yeah. But first, in the news, because we're talking about Tyrion, uh, Peter Dinklage, the actor, uh, according to Far Out Magazine and himself, um... <laughs> He apparently, in the 1990s, was in a punk band. Uh, what? Yeah. So, it says yes. in the article here, um, <laughs> playing a blend of 90s punk, rap, and funk, the band he was in was called Wizzy. <laughs> and according to Dinklage here, he says, uh, I was pretty angry back then, and because of that, he was left with a permanent reminder of his punk days. <laughs> He quotes, we were punks, but we didn't play punk rock, Dinklage said on reflection. It was a couple of friends from Columbia and a couple of friends from where I went to school in Bennington, Vermont. We got together and we just drank too much and played the old CBGBs. And we had a following. Sounds like Tyrion. Yeah. But it does. Had, they, apparently they had a following. Uh-huh. Um, but it was like a progressive rock following. It was all guys that followed them. And for some reason, just dudes came to our show. I felt, I felt a little bit... Oh my gosh. I felt a little bit like... What's the point of being in a rock band when there's no ladies? Oh my gosh. So, that's pretty cool. But that is cool. Yeah, that's your news. Okay, and then the Martin message. He says, I write most days, sometimes into the evenings. At night, after supper, I read, watch television, or screen movies. I used to love going to the movies, since the best place to see a film is in a theater with an audience around you, but the pandemic has put an end to that for the nonce. I, yeah, I agree with that. A couple of things I have really enjoyed lately. Paris and I binged on HBO's adaptation of Philip Pullman's His Dark Materials when I was back in Santa Fe, and he loved it. Gorgeous production, great cast, and so much better than the feature film. Plus, Armored Bears. Can't go wrong with Armored Bears. The world needs more Armored Bears. All the demons are cool, too. Hate that damn monkey. (laughs) If you're a Pullman fan, give this a look. And if you're not, watch it anyway. It may make you a Pullman fan. And for something completely different, there's Blinded by the Light, a lovely little feel-good film based on a true story about a Pakistani kid in Luton, England, who becomes the world's biggest Bruce Springsteen fan. I've heard of that movie. Really? Yeah. I haven't. I think I've seen this one four times already. Every time the shift changes... And a new minion arrives at my Fortress of Solitude. I watch it again so they can see it. When I am feeling down, this one brings me back up. The boss knows all the secrets of life. But hey, he's from Jersey. The music cannot be beat. And I like some of the choices the filmmakers made, like the lyrics coming up on the screen. With rare rare exceptions, I am not usually a big fan of musicals. But this one rocks, even if it counts as a musical. I haven't seen either of those. I've heard of the other movie. I've heard of Blinded by the Light. I've heard of, and you know what? I think I've heard of His Dark Materials, but I've never seen it. It's on HBO, I think. Yeah, 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 that's what it said. Yeah, but okay. So our questions for this week. uh, The first one was: Were you a climber as a kid? Um, Emily Grobel said, "I mean, I tried climbing a tree once, but then I fell, so that was the end of that phase." Um, Hannah says, yes, definitely. I climbed out of the crib when I was a baby, and I loved climbing trees, too. I actually remember my mom and dad telling that story. It was pretty hilarious. That does not surprise me. No. (laughs) Um, And Clayton says, I was not a climber as a kid. I was pretty sure I was going to break something if I did. That's pretty solid. Fair enough. Solid thinking from the beginning. Uh, The second question is, 
Um, have you ever fell into a conversation you were not supposed to hear as a kid, a.k.a. Santa? Uh, and we said to keep it appropriate. So Emily says, I got a bike from Santa, in quotation marks, one year, and I guess I didn't act excited enough. So mom asked if I saw the bike in her closet where, where she was hiding it. That was the end of Santa. So, oh my wow. gosh. I don't know if you, you fell into a conversation more like you just over or you just gave up on it there. Yep. Um, Hannah says, I've eavesdropped on conversations a couple times, but I definitely didn't hear anything that would put my life in danger. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, and then Clayton says, uh, if I did, my mom usually hit me with, there's ears in the corn and ushers me out. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a good saying. <laughs> The third question was, uh, what do you think the man, w- or who do you think, excuse me, do you think the man with the queen was? Um, and Emily says, since Bran noted that the man looked like looked a lot like the queen, I would suspect it's either her brother or someone related to her. Mm-hmm. Valid point. Um, Hannah says, if they look like they could be a reflection in a mirror, then I definitely would say her siblings, if not twins. Gross. <laughs> And Gross. Clayton says, I think it is Jamie. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I think we all pretty much do, but... Yeah. Yeah. All right, thanks for the questions, and keep answering them, guys. All right, so last episode, we kind of got an inside look into Bran's mind. Um, we learned how much he loves climbing in Winterfell, and um, he ends up hearing a conversation about his father in the position of Hand of the King... Um, and then he then got pushed out of a window of the tower, falling to the ground. This episode, we join the Lannisters this time. Uh, Joffrey and Tyrion get in a, an argument. Um, and then Tyrion joins the rest of the Lannisters and is discussing uh, what has just become a brand and the future of what they're planning on doing over some breakfast. All right, and for the wine for this episode, I don't have anything special. It's just Grand Traverse Select. Um, it's a Sweet Harvest Riesling. Um, I kind of just picked whatever this time around because Tyrion, Tyrion just yeah. kind of drinks, man. He doesn't care. <laughs> he if drinks and he knows things. He drinks and he knows things. He doesn't care if it's dry. He doesn't care if it's white he doesn't care if it's red doesn't matter well it's pretty good is it yeah it's very light nice yeah i like riesling rieslings are easy that's an easy one yeah let's get into it all right so we start off with Tyrion, and he said he had been reading all night in the library um, he finally wakes up and he notices that it's already dawn, so he gets up and then tells Septon Chael to put the books away that he was reading. Um, Septon Chael is just the guardian of Winterfell's Sept. So then he leaves the library and heads down the stairs, and he sees that um, Sandor Clegane and Prince Joffrey are talking. And he hears that Joffrey said he couldn't sleep because the wolf was howling all night. Um, so in response, the hound offers to kill the wolf for him, (laughs) (laughs) but not cool, bro. Then I go fly. No. No. Um, then Tyrion comes up in the middle of this conversation and says, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Um, and then Sandor Clegane jokes with Tyrion and I'm going to read a little excerpt from here in the book on page 87. Um, it says... 
A voice from nowhere, Sandor said. He peered through the, his helm, looking this way and that. Spirits of the air. The prince laughed as he always laughed when his bodyguard did this mummer's face. Tyrion was used to it. Down here. The tall man peered down at the ground and pretended to, not, to notice him. The little Lord Tyrion, he said. My pardons, I did not see you standing there. So he w- they were just kind of making fun of the fact that he was a dwarf, basically. Pretending that he couldn't see yeah, him and more stuff. Dwar- more dwarf jokes. Yeah. What's new? Um, so Tyrion then, after that, looks to Joffrey and tells him that he has to go offer Lord and Lady Stark his comfort. Because um, Bran was severely injured after being pushed out the window. Um, and then Joffrey kind of, after that comment, looks really disgusted and goes... Well, what good would that do? What what would I do by going and giving them my comfort? Which is kind of like a dick thing to yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tyrion says, well, it won't do any good, but it's expected of you as a prince. Right. And they've already said that they've noticed the absence of Joffrey, which mm-hmm. probably isn't a good thing since he's no, a prince. No, um, Joffrey says that... Bran doesn't mean anything to him. And then he says this quote, which really ticked me off. He says, I cannot abide by the wailing of women. (sighs) Yeah. Wow. So Tyrion, after this, slaps him across the cheek. (laughs) And he threatens to slap him again if he says another word. And then Joffrey goes, well, I'm going to tell Mother on you that you just hit me. (laughs) (laughs) What a bitch. (laughs) Um, so satisfying though I know he needed that and then I'm going to read another quote from the from the book on page 89 Tyrion hit him again now both cheeks flamed you tell your mother Tyrion told him but first you get yourself to Lord and Lady Stark and you fall to your knees in front of them and you tell them how very sorry you are and that you are at their service if there is the slightest thing you can do for them or theirs in this desperate hour, and that all your prayers go with them. Do you understand? Do you? Mm-hmm. So, I love that. Like, Tyrion is telling yeah. the prince what's what. Yeah. Somebody's got to be the, the the slapper here. Yeah. Somebody's got to whip him into shape. Like, And you can already tell that Joffrey is kind of stepping out of his bounds here, yeah. saying some stuff that he probably shouldn't say. Because he's an idiot. Yes. Yeah. And I love that Tyrion is here to kind of put him in his place and, like, slap him back to reality, literally. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 Um, so, after Tyrion hits him, Joffrey literally looks like he's about to cry, but manages kind of a nod in response, and then he runs off. Like the little bitch that he is, like I just said five minutes <laughs> ago. Anyway, um, so once he runs off, Tyrion is left alone with Clegane. Um, and they kind of have a little back and forth here. Um, I like his response. The, the hound, Clegane literally says, the prince will remember that, little lord. Kind of like warning him. And Tyrion, I love, Tyrion is just so... I almost, I almost want to say fearless. You know what I mean? Like He really doesn't brave. give two shits. Yeah, and Tyrion literally came back with, I pray he does. And if he forgets, be a good dog and remind him. Ew. Very good. Yeah. I yeah. love I that. I love that. Literally, tell him what's what, dude. Yeah. Kind of putting Clegane so in his nasty. place, too. Um, and then he then, he kind of, after that, he asked Clegane, like, do you know where my brother is? And Clegane tells him that he's over 
in the guest house having breakfast with the queen. So Tyrion heads out to the guest house where they're eating. Um, he walks in, he sees Jamie and Cersei with Marcella and Tommen, and they're all kind of speaking in hushed, hushed voices. Um, Tyrion notices that Robin... Robin? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Tyrion notices that Robert isn't at the table, and he kind of says, like, okay, what's the deal? Like, is he still sleeping? Like, where's the king? Um, Cersei literally looks up with him with disgust on her face, which is like, dude, all he did was ask a question. Like, relax. Like, literally chill. Mm-hmm. You're all right. It's okay. You don't need to be a bitch, like, right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> But she tells him that he hasn't slept all day and that he's with Lord Eddard. Um, and they kind of, like, say that Robert is, you know, he's taking to heart what just happened to Bran. Like, it's it's affected like it's him. A, yeah, almost like, like it's his own upset. son, from yeah. what I'm understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Jamie chimes in, making a joke, because as we've kind of seen already, uh, Jamie just kind of takes a life as a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Jamie's like, oh, he has a large heart, our Robert. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like sarcastically. Going off yeah. of his weight even, like yeah. just being like a He's just being sarcastic. Yeah. Um, and Tyrion, it's, it's what I like about like all the separate chapters of like from their point of view is like that you kind of get a look into literally what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. And after Tyrion hears Jamie make that joke, he he has the thought of, like, oh, I had all these years of my horrible, horrible childhood that I was mistreated by my sister, my dad, like, whatever, and Jamie was the only one that ever showed him any kind of affection or even, I mean, like, even respect. Like, he's the only one that acted like he was actually a person. So, obviously, that kind of makes Tyrion a little more inclined to forgive him for basically anything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is kind of toxic but at the same time i get it i yeah. mean i couldn't imagine being like mistreated by everybody my whole life and only having one person being nice to me yeah right. his brother yep yeah so i mean i get it um so after that whole little interaction um a servant approaches and Tyrion's ordering breakfast, and I we wanted to include his breakfast order because I kind of relate to it. <laughs> um, he orders bread, two fish, a mug of dark beer, and bacon burnt until it's black. And I will just say, I love me some burnt bacon. I will not eat bacon unless, unless it's, it's crispy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that makes me want some bacon. <laughs> um, but, you know, whatever. That was just me thinking about food really quick. What's um, new? <laughs> But, is that a fat joke? No, I'm not. Oh, girl. You know I love me and my food. I love food. Um, but Tyrion turns back to his siblings, and he kind of, like, has that passing thought of, like, oh, they're twins, and they really look the part of twins, you know? Like, it's almost like they literally sit around and plan their outfits together. <laughs> because it says they're both wearing a deep green that matches their eyes, their blonde curls are falling around their faces, and they're both wearing gold jewelry. Can you just imagine um, Jamie and Cersei, like, sitting there planning what they're gonna That's wear funny. for the day? Honestly. 
<laughs> before everybody else wakes yes. up. <laughs> They're like, yeah. oh, okay, we should put this dark green on so, so that our today eyes today it's going to be green. Tomorrow <laughs> we're going to wear blue. <laughs> <laughs> and if you wear orange, that's, like, forbidden. Because our, our outfits will be clashing. And on Wednesdays, we were pink. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so um, (laughs) as Tyrion is thinking all of this, um, Prince Tommen turns to him and kind of asks if there's any news about Bran. And Tyrion Tyrion tells him that he stopped by the sick room last night and that there hadn't been any change, but the maester says that that could be a good sign. Um, Hopefully, he's not actually going... To die, you know. Um, Tommen then says, like, I don't want Brandon to die, which makes me so sad because, obviously, as you guys know from last episode, the queen was there when it all happened, when Bran got thrown from the window. So she's sitting there listening to her kid, sad about his friend, but she knows that she had part in it and that's And it's clearly his friend because if you think back to the Arya chapter they were Brandon and Tommen were sparring and Brandon knocked Tommen on his ass. But (laughs) But they were still yeah, Tommen still likes him. Yeah, I mean they were literally buddies. I mean you just imagine like I mean imagine your childhood friend. I mean, like I'm sure there were fights and I'm sure there were this, this and this, but you love them. Interesting side wanna... note too is this is what Ned wanted too, because mm-hmm. Ned was saying that he wanted Bran to go so he could grow up with princes. Yeah, he wants him to grow up with Tommen. Tommen. Yeah, and yeah. be friends for sure. But um, so after that, um, Tyrion kind of notes that Tommen's a really sweet yes. kid. Um, he is nothing like his brother Joffrey. Yeah. Um, they're like complete opposites. Yeah, yeah and we haven't mm-hmm. necessarily seen too much of either of the boys but i mean even just it's almost yeah and it's almost like just from hearing him saying like oh i don't want brandon to die like you see that he's a lot more he's a lot softer than joffrey even from what we've already seen versus joffrey who was like i don't care about brand exactly yes Mm -hmm. i mean he joffrey literally doesn't care you know and he's like i can't tend to the wailing of women or whatever he said Tommen wouldn't have been like that. No. So it's just By the like way, obvious. I know we haven't said this, but yes, Gabby's sorry. sister Lexi, oh, sorry. Lexi has, here. is joining us, so she she just we had she'll probably be commenting a little bit while yes. we record this. Yep. Um but after that, um Jamie says Lord Eddard had a brother named Brandon as well. He was one of the hostages mur- murdered by Targaryen. Must be an unlucky name. Hmm. Um, Tyrion replies, not so unlucky as all of that, surely. And Cersei's kind of like, um, sir, what do you mean? What are, what are you saying here? Um, and, I mean, Tyrion, being Tyrion, just kind of looks looks her right in the face and says, well, the maester thinks he's, thinks he's going to live. Mm-hmm. And from that, uh, the first thing that's noted is that Marcella is happy about that. Um, I know that Tommen was thinking of that, but now Marcella. So now you got two Lannister kids that are pretty... Nice. They're pretty nice. Yeah. Um, kids, and they yeah. and they like Bran. Yeah. Um, and they said Bran was a sweet boy before. So, mm-hmm. um, and when she says that, Tyrion glances at Cersei and Jaime after he like drops that like, well, he could live. Um, and they both clearly didn't want to meet his gaze, and Cersei immediately looks down at the uh, at the table. Um, and Cersei starts commenting about, well, if he were to live, that would be no mercy of the gods of the north to let this boy live. Um, a- 
And Tyrion starts to ask, like, okay, so what the maester says is that if he were to die, um, then he would have already done so. So at this point, it, he's lived this long. He's clearly going to pull through. Yeah, I at mean, this his point. injuries. But his back bad. is broken. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so then Cersei then seems kind of upset at the fact that he's going to wake up. Oh, Cersei's a uh, bitch. Yeah, and then so Tyrion, yeah. <laughs> Tyrion kind of comments this, and this just kind of takes another side note. But I think this is kind of cool. Um, Tyrion comments that the wolf is what's keeping him alive. Um, and so he talks about how the wolf was outside of his room howling this whole time. And then they kept shooing the wolf away and the wolf kept coming back and they shoot it away and they kept coming back. So then they just shut the window to keep the wolf quiet or to keep the noise outside. And they noted that when they shut the window to keep the noise outside, that Bran's condition actually worsened. And then once the, you could hear the wolf howling, Bran suddenly his heart rate increased and he was starting to feel better. Um, so then they start commenting on when they're planning on leaving and Cersei immediately chimes in and says, not soon enough. Um, and Tyrion starts to comment about how um, he is thinking about going to the wall with uh, Benjen Stark. And uh, Jamie again, with this quick wit here, he starts commenting, he's like, oh, I can't imagine you joining the Black. <laughs> um, and Tyrion says... This is what, uh, just a great quote. He goes, Me, celibate? The whores would come begging from Dorne to Castle Rock. No. I'm on my way, Tyrion. He goes, No, I just want to stand on the wall and piss on the edge of the world. Oh my um, gosh. So, just in his true Tyrion fashion, he he's just, just wants being to fun. see the world. No, he wants to piss off the end of the world. Yeah, just to say that he did. Just so he, he can say that he did. That. Yep. Um, so then they say that Ned, um, they're talking about leaving and. Obviously, Ned said he's going to be handed the king, and they go, well, Ned's not going to leave with his son about to die, mm -hmm. right? That would be really terrible. And they say, well, there's nothing he can do about it, so what's the point of him staying here? It's not like he can heal his son. Um, and they go, well, Robert will command him to leave. And they said, there's no way that Robert's going to command his best friend to leave his dying son and right. come with him, right? But, you know, we did talk about how, I know, before in the last episode, or a past episode, we talked about how Robert isn't the same person as he was before. So maybe the old Robert that... Old Robert would have commanded him to leave, I think. No, old Robert would have said, like, I understand your son is sick. Like, just stay. But now that he's king... But I don't I know. Like and now that different. Ned is hand of the king. Right. He's like, your priority is to Different. Me. Yes, yeah. correct. But what I, well, the reason I don't think that is because Robert... They said Robert didn't sleep and he's been by well, the side yeah. and he's taken it almost right. like a personal but thing. But I still feel like... Like, he... Okay, but that's just still him being a good friend. But yeah. I feel like... Yeah. I, I feel like now... Robert sees Ned's responsibilities first and foremost are yeah. to him as the king. Yeah. You know? I see that. Yeah. Um, so then Jamie starts commenting about, like, well, if it was my son, I would end his suffering now because he would grow up as a grotesque. That's kind of um, messed up. And so Tyrion says um, that even if he lives a cripple's death, even if he lives, death is so final. Mm -hmm. Like, he, yeah. he's like, he could live as a cripple or a grotesque, as you call it, and he could have still tons of possibilities. Right. Um, that death is just so final. I right. Like you said, can't death do is anything so final. if you're dead, but yeah. if you're You can't alive, take it back. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Tyrion says that he hopes he does wake, because uh, he wants to hear what he has to say. Mm -hmm. And you can tell Jamie doesn't like this. 
Um, and Jamie's trying not to like meet his stare. So we don't know who the other person in the tower is, but some it it just seems like Jamie's pretty the guy. Ups- yeah. 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 Uh, it seems like Jamie the cards are falling here and, and Jamie kinda looks at him and is and um you know, Jamie, you got got. It said it said in the book that his his smile was like hardening or something he, like that. Maybe he felt like he was caught. Yeah, he basically was looking at Tyrion, kind of being like, "Dude, like, like stop, shut up, like, right, yeah." And so Tyrion says, <laughs> "Tyrion says, brother, you slay me. You know how much I love my family, <laughs> and that's how it ends. Yeah, you slay me. Yeah, you slay me. You know how much I love my family." Okay, so our discussion questions this week is, uh, these are some pretty just run-of-the-mill questions here, but I still want to hear your comments on it. First one is, what is your favorite breakfast? Mm, okay, uh, my folks that do not live in Michigan will not know this. I mean, a lot of people probably won't know this. But I have, if I were to get very specific, uh, my favorite breakfast would definitely be from Colonial Kitchen, um, the breakfast bowl, not with sausage, with bacon, with Texas toast, and a cup of coffee. Very nice. Sounds really good. Oh, God, that sounds so good. <laughs> My favorite breakfast food is French toast. Mm. I like I like French toast and then maybe some, like, sausage links. And I really like fried eggs. Mm. And then mm-hmm. some coffee and OJ. Ooh, Gabby's got y'all. On some breakfast sandwiches. Probably one of the best breakfasts I've had around here. This is a restaurant called Cafe Melly's, and they have a breakfast quesadilla, and it is bomb. It's so good. It's so good. And I normally, like, sour cream for breakfast doesn't sound good, but sour cream on that breakfast quesadilla. I will have sour cream whenever. Yeah. It's like a big stacking one. It's really good. Uh, Our next question is, um, has a member of your family that's not your parents ever slapped you? For, like, doing something bad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Um, There's been a finger pointed because Lexi's not actually answering. She will answer on social media like y'all do but <laughs> she's sitting here listening to them and she's so already clearly pointing. the one doing the apparently slide. i have smacked her yeah. before that's fair i do not recall am i wrong really yeah. really have you ever okay. been slapped Gabby? Uh, honestly off probably. the top of my head if and if i were to choose anybody probably lexi but even then mm-hmm. if i'm being honest i'm the older sister i'm the oldest older sibling she very rarely beat up on me. I beat up on her. <laughs> so if yeah. I were to think, I don't think anybody really did. Liv? I was going to say, I don't think I got really slapped. I got spankings from my parents, but I know we said we can't talk about our parents. I might have gotten, like, my hand slapped or something. Yeah. But I don't, I don't really... I don't think a lot of outsiders tried. In yeah, life. same. My grandma did. <laughs> so my grandma slapped me across the face when I got oh. Sassy. What did you do? Sassy. I don't know what I did. I think I backmouthed my mom, but my mom wasn't. Did you talk close. back? She wasn't close enough. My grandma was. Oh. My, she, my mom didn't tell my grandma to do it, but my my grandma did it because <laughs> she was just that kind of old Southern kind of woman, I guess. Got to do that. Um, so our third question is: If you could stay up all night reading, what book would you choose? Like Tyrion. I would choose any of the Harry Potter books. <laughs> Um, I honestly could reread those all the time. Yeah. That, and I also really love the Percy Jackson books. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one. Yeah. 
Gabby? Um, you know, I... Ooh. Here, I'm gonna consult my sister. Have you ever seen me, like, rereading? A favorite book kind of thing? Not rereading, but... I feel like probably when you had Twilight the first time, you probably mm. might have. Yeah, I was really, I was really into the Twilight books when they first were a thing. Yeah, I mean that was literally things. my sixth grade year, so that was years ago. Yeah, probably when I was yeah. like twelve. But if I had to choose now, I do think I would pick Game of Thrones. I know that that's super basic, super basic answer for the podcast, but. Yeah. It it's like since I almost think that like since I have watched the series and I've made it through the series now You want to get through the books? I like to read the books especially even the beginning parts that we've been getting through like I remember those On the TV screen and yeah. they're different. You right. know what I mean? So it's like once you know and it could be the same thing with Harry Potter mm -hmm. Once you see the actual show or the movies or whatever whatever fuck book it is <laughs> whatever book it is you could I like the fact that like I know people always say read the book and then watch the show or watch the movie but I like to do it opposite because as I'm reading Game of Thrones I'm seeing the stuff that was in the show that I already knew happened but I'm seeing the little differences agreed like you get more detail like yeah. you you get like the like this like not summary but like the main like glossing yeah, over and but then I you get read... all the details like filled in with the books well, and there's literally already been nights where I'm sitting up reading the book for the podcast and I literally have to stop myself I... yeah mm. it's like I can feel myself falling asleep but I don't want to put it down <laughs> if I had to choose it probably would be The Hobbit mm. yeah because it's just such a good book and like that's one you could just get lost in and you keep reading into it and george r. r martin said that he got his inspiration for game of thrones from J.R.R. token i just think oh, yeah that, that's yeah, just Tolkien. a really good book all right all right is that it that's mm -hmm. it all right make sure make sure you follow us on our all of our social medias on facebook we are game of wines a song of ice and fire podcast on Instagram and Twitter, we are Game of Wines 1. And on YouTube, we are Game of Wines Podcast. Um, that is it for this week's episode. Next episode, we will be discussing John Chapter 2. So make sure you read that chapter yeah, before John next time. Yeah, Snow. Thanks for listening.